Hey, what's up, you guys? Thank you so much for tuning in to Sincerely Lee and Ray. I'm LaDerek Rael. I'm Aaliyah. And I want to thank you guys so much for bearing with us while we had yes. our little hiatus. Yes, life <laughs> was life and that's all Life was say. kicking booty. I'm going to just keep it a thousand. We've been, uh, listen. Creatively, I was drained. Huh? Creatively, I was drained. I feel like I didn't have any creativity. That too. And you're the creative leader. And <laughs> I felt like I was lower than I ever was. So I was like, ooh, if I don't have nothing for him to pivot on. This ain't gonna work. <laughs> but we back now and y'all been messaging us. So y'all better listen and y'all better we share. We really appreciate it. We definitely really, do. Really wanna say that. We really appreciate yes. it. Yes. Um, so today our topic is about something that really triggered a lot of different emotions within us. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of you guys have probably even seen the previews and some of you guys have watched the show on Amazon Prime called mm-hmm. Them. Mm-hmm. If you have not watched it. Spoiler alert. This is alert. a spoiler alert podcast. So Please you, do not listen. You can save this for later and come back and hear what we have to say. But okay. um, if you don't care about stuff like that, then please continue to listen Absolutely. because we're going to talk about yes, all of them episodes and, and we're going to unpack. Let me, matter of fact, let me get ready because I want to go. This. Yeah, I want to go episode <laughs> by episode. I don't want to. I don't want to miss anything. Okay, because listen, they didn't hold nothing back. They did not. Them. They did not. It was okay. very eye opening. Yes. Um, I'm going to start off by saying that. I've never been the type of person to want to watch shows that capitalize off of the struggle of the black community. I don't want to watch slavery shows. I don't want to watch shows about the civil rights movement. I don't want to watch shows about segregation. I don't want to watch shows that show my, my people, my identity, as being inferior to other people. Yes. Why? Because I feel like we still have to deal with that shit today. So, although they try to make it seem like this was such a long time ago because they want to show it in black and white when the shit really wasn't that long time ago. For real. And color pictures were existing. Yes. It's just like, enough? I'm not going to say enough is enough, but it's it's a, the bullshit it's a is we're catching you. it because what they went through although it may seem different to us now but we are still going through the same things yeah. that our grandparents and great grandparents went through our lives are day. very parallel like very much so we're still facing those same struggles so it's hard watching it on television knowing okay this is something that my grandparents went through this is something that my great-grandparents went through and i'm sitting here having to watch this i'm sitting here having to unpack all these different emotions and and deal with the different things that have just triggered a trauma response within me because i feel like damn Mm -hmm. like i can relate to this scene yep i can relate to that scene yeah i wonder how many other people have felt the same way So the um, the art the writers this is just the synopsis they give of the show. So them is an anthology series that explores terror in America. So that lets you know that every season is going to be different. So every season is going to be based 
on terror in America because it was written by black people directed by black and white people I kind of feel like my I foresee that all the seasons are going to be focused around black terror could definitely be wrong but no, I right. think that's what it's going to be um, they actually um, they got approved for uh, season 2 but they're going to oh, do it did. like American Horror Story where each season it's is different. about something different so we'll never see the Emory family again. But it is going to all be horror movies because like it yeah. says, it's all explores terror in America. The first season set in the 1950s centers around a black family, the Emory's that um, Lederick alluded to, who moved from North Carolina to an all white Los Angeles neighborhood. Their idyllic home becomes ground zero where malevolent forces next door and otherworldly threaten to taunt, ravage and destroy them. It did all that and then so, so let's start off. The family is a family of five originally. Yes. There's a mother, a father married. Um, they, this is a black family. I don't know if we said that. It's a black family, husband and wife, two daughters, older daughter, middle daughter, and then there's a son. Now, um, I don't want to spend too much time like going like episode to episode, but I want to give like our highlights. I guess that would be good to give yeah. of each episode. So the first episode introduces the family and introduce and alludes to something that happens with the son. Yeah. So something happens with the son. The son is actually an infant, and it's very unclear. It's very what unclear happens. what happens, but the wife um, goes into she uh, a white woman comes to her home in North Carolina and says she wants the baby. The white woman seems to be you know under the influence of maybe um, alcohol or maybe she's just a little crazy. Like I don't I don't mean any disrespect to anybody who has family members that you know maybe alcoholics or maybe. Um, you know, they might need a little extra assistance to get through day by day. But this is just the show. It's a horror movie. We're talking about the show. So please don't get offended by anything we're saying. But the white lady seems to be either crazy or drunk. And then she goes on to say, I want your baby. And then fast forward, the family of five becomes a family of four that's moving to California. Mm -hmm. So then the whole first episode, well, really episodes one through four, you're wondering, where's, where's the, the baby? baby? And they talk about the baby slightly. It's but you don't find yes, yeah, picture house. of the baby in the house. Um, the mom, you can tell she still is off. off. Yeah. It is you can tell it's connected to possibly the baby, but no one is. Everybody's acting like it's everyone's moving on with their lives. When you watch it and you watch the entire season, yeah, you'll pick up on certain things mm -hmm. like when you were talking about the box. Yes, and the box was. And I ooh! wouldn't say anything. Y'all, yeah. the box is the baby. Y'all that. First so, of all, so Lederick told Lederick and Moses <laughs> they spent one day. day and watched the show. It's ten episodes. Um, some episodes are forty-five minutes. Some episodes are thirty minutes. Some episodes are an hour. It just depends on, I guess, what the directors and the writers decide to do. They watched in a whole day. They told me, Aaliyah, we love this show. They didn't tell me anything about the show. They didn't tell me that it was a black film. They didn't tell me that it was a horror movie. They told me nothing. They just said, Aaliyah, we love this show. You gotta watch it. So I'm like, okay. And then when I, I had, I was like, oh, I, saw, I had saw the previews because I have Amazon Prime, so I had saw the previews of it, not the previews, but like I saw like the the cover of it. And I was like, oh, that might be something I want to watch as a black family on TV. And so then when I click on the ep first episode, I'm like, um, excuse me, friend, what do you have me watching? While I'm watching the show, um, y'all, I decided I didn't want to be best friends with Lederick anymore. Now we done told y'all we done been best friends for 31 years, <laughs> and I was ready to break up with him off of one television show because this show was gut 
wrenching. So, what stood out for you, Ray, in episode one through four? One through four. Like, yeah, let's talk about one because one through four we can talk about kind of like together. Because five was the turning yeah. point. Five was. And we're gonna get to five. I know we keep alluding to. It. We're gonna get there. One through four. Um, in the beginning, it was very unclear of like, okay, I know they say it's gonna be some supernatural stuff, and I didn't know none of and that. And it y'all. builds up into what's really happening. Yeah. Um, I was confused. Yeah. Episodes one through four, I thought, oh great, another ep- another se- uh, series or movie about black trauma. Same. Here, here, here we go again. Watching the same old shit over yes. and over. Yes. What's the purpose of this? Like, who's this intended audience? Why do I want to see the dad go to work as an engineer and get treated like trash? Why do I want to see the mom right. get terrorized by the white women in this? Sitting place? outside her fucking house right. playing music. Like, why do I want to see the daughters get traumatized at school? Like, why? Why? What's the point of this show? Like, <sighs> legit. I was asking the TV, what is this? And it was like, mm. Okay, do I like this? Do I not like this? Mm, okay. So what made you keep watching? What made me keep watching was the episode when uh, Grace Jean <laughs> woke up in the middle of the night looking for Sergeant. Yep. And she Sergeant saw somebody. Sergeant is family dog. Yeah, she saw somebody in the kitchen. She thought it was her mama. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, nasty old Miss Vera. Nasty Miss Vera. <laughs> And Choked that was out. the first scene of the paranormal, the paranormal activity. activity that they said was going to be in the show. So I was like, okay, so what's going to happen? Yeah. I was not prepared for episode five. Nobody was. I don't think they were. And I think it changed my mindset five. for the rest of the show. Uh-huh. Because one through four, I was very naive to what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is going to be something stupid. It's not going to be something that I recommend to my friends. It's not going to be something. He already had... Re- oh, no, no. You were still watching their movie. Yeah, I was still watching. You recommended it to me at the end. And I just... Did you have a favorite character? Because for me, when it got to episode five, I liked the mom because of her love for her husband. Yes. The fact that her husband... So her husband was a Vietnam vet... And so he was having post-traumatic stress disorder in the home. Mm-hmm. And so in one particular episode, his the wife and the daughter that the oldest daughter, she was younger at the time, they had picked they had a peach tree. They picked peaches and they made a peach cobbler for the father. And so what they didn't realize is when he was in Vietnam, they would throw mustard gas on the men. The white people yep. in the military were throwing mustard gas on their own soldiers working with them. Yep. And all he could remember was it smelled sweet. sweet. It tasted sweet. Yep. So the peach cobbler triggered the sweet smell for him and he went insane. And then he, you know, he explained it to his wife and he was like, I can't believe my daughter made me a peach cobbler and I can't, even, I eat can't even eat it because it's sweet. But then there's another episode where the daddy is calling the mama crazy, right? So the, <laughs> they're at dinner, right? They're, they're not, we're fast, so we're, we're talking, we're talking, so when we were just talking about the peach cobbler, that's North Carolina. So now we fast forward to Compton, California. And so the daddy is calling the mama, not calling the mom. Yeah. He called the, her he crazy. Her crazy. He called her crazy. And so she said, okay, I'm crazy. Guess what I did? I baked you a pie. And I'm going to put the pie in front of you. Because if you want to call me crazy in front of our kids, 
I'm going to show them what you really do when you smell something sweet. I'm going to use what you trusted me. Yes, it was. Because for me, it was triggering. Like, what kind of... I thought you were his ride or die. But I understood why she did that. Because it's, don't forget when I held you down when you were going through it. Don't forget, as the black woman, I have always been the rock in this relationship. So please... Do not think that you can ever discredit me as a woman, as a mother, and as a wife, and have my kids looking at me crazy when you were the crazy one first. And he ate that pie, y'all. He didn't go crazy. He ate, instead of throwing the pie against the wall, he scarfed down the whole pie to try to prove a point. That's that male ego. Like, this show is hard to watch. But... If you can push through and be open-minded, please be really open-minded when you watch the show and try to be very mature when you watch the show because it's so much knowledge and like it's so much culture in this show. Like the fact that that shows the male ego, the fact that he decided to scarf that down because he didn't want to look crazy after he already called his wife crazy, but it still proved the wife point to, to in their relationship. To don't try me because yep. I'll take you there. Don't forget that I, I've been the one. And it goes along with the, if we're in this together for better and for worse, when mm. I'm telling you something and I'm telling you I feel something that's off and I'm telling you I don't like something. Because the wife, because like, like like you're saying, the wife was telling him. She she knew something was off yep. about where they were going. And it talks about it in episode five and definitely episode we finna 10. We're going to get there, y'all, in a minute, in a minute. And But episodes one through four and six through nine, it talks about the different things that she knew was going to happen and just the different struggles that she was having to deal with because she started losing her shit first. Yep. And then it followed with her Because she was already she was already her. losing her shit before yes. they left. Because that was a very... Y'all, okay. Let's just get y'all ready. Let's just get into it. Y'all ready? Everybody, make, go ahead. Fill Listen, up your go wine, ahead, friend. Fill up your wine. Y'all fill go up your ahead, wine take glass. You a shot, if you um, if you in a car, woo, you know, pull over. Please don't. Please don't pause. This is not. This is not the point to pause the podcast. You pull have over. to finish now. Episode five is called Covenant One. So there's two Covenant episodes. Covenant One gives the black backstory to what happened to them into the trauma that's based on this family. Covenant 2 is episode 7, and that gives, um, no, Covenant 2 is episode 9, and that gives more information on the um, supernatural aspects of what's happening to them. So, episode 5. Yeah. Um, I had to stop watching it because it I connected to this episode in a very traumatic way. That I'm not ready to talk about on the podcast. Um, but I had to stop watching it. And I texted Eric and I said, you know, I know that you want me to watch this so we can talk about it on the podcast. She was mad at me. But I don't think that this is something. Yeah, I was pissed because I'm like, you know my story. Like, you know me. Like, how could you ever have me watch something like this? Like, I couldn't believe him. I was so dumb with him. I didn't want to talk to him for a whole day. I don't think I talked to him next day till like in the middle of the day. <laughs> because I was my my feelings was hurt, but it wasn't because of him. It was because those writers and those directors and those actors are perfect. Everything was perfect. This show did not miss. And that's what made it so traumatic. But anyways, 
episode five lets you know what happens to the sun. So basically, um, do you want to say what happened? I can. So okay. in the very beginning, and in several episodes later, when you see the dad having his mental breakdown, um, you see the mom inside with Chester, mm-hmm. uh, which is the baby boy. Yes. The dad and the daughters they went to the movies. Yep. They went to the movie an hour lady. early because yeah. the daddy wanted to make sure they were on he time on for the time. movies. He was on time. He wanted to And remember, sure. this is segregation, so we watched the movies on the second floor, and the white people watched on the first floor. So the dog started barking. Mm-hmm. Mom goes outside. It's the white lady. The she's white lady I talked about before. That's kind of cuckoo. And she's talking, and she started singing this song mm-hmm. about slavery. Mm-hmm. She started pretty. It was a song that hurt. She was like, "My daddy sang this song for me," and then the baby started making noise. She said. Oh, is that your baby? Can I have him? And that's when the mom started getting worried. Yep. The dog disappeared for a minute. Mm-hmm. And while the mom is in the house, she's locking all the doors. She sees Calming white her baby men down. coming up. Three of them. Surrounding her house. Mm-hmm. And so she puts the baby in a closet, a pantry. Yep. Get the baby his little um what's the little, rattle. Little rattle and hoping that calms the baby down so that he doesn't make a noise. Yeah. So she's hiding in the corridor and the white man break into her house. Mm-hmm. They're upstairs looking for her and the baby. Tearing her house up. Tearing her house them, up. She didn't see the other one going around the upstairs. She didn't know way. how many was coming. He was behind her. Yep. They raped her. Two men. On two the white living men room floor. And the white lady watches. Smiling. And then the baby is cooing, and she finds the baby. The white lady finds the baby. Puts the baby in a fucking pillowcase. No, first she's holding it. Well, she holds it. Playing with it. So you don't know what's finna happen next. So you, so you like, okay, maybe this white lady is just gonna steal the baby and leave. That's what I thought at first. I said, okay, this white lady's just gonna steal the baby. They're gonna finish raping her. Like, it, even though I'm, I'm just telling y'all what I thought. The lady's gonna finish rape. They was gonna finish raping her. But she was going to survive. I thought the lady was going to survive. They was going to steal the baby. And that was it. I thought that was going to be it. But go ahead, Ray. Tell them what happened there. Um, she she looks at the baby, baby and says, can the bag. 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 Because like bag, I said, she's, something's wrong with her psyche. She puts the baby in a fucking pillowcase. Pill- Remember, it's the infant now. And started throwing around the fucking baby, playing like hot potato. Yep. To the point where the baby gets shaking baby syndrome and starts bleeding from his head. Yep. And the mama has to sit here and watch this while she's being raped on the living room floor yep. defenseless. And that was the moment I said, I can't fucking do this. Yep. I can't. And that's when I said I can't either. I was like, It was hard what? to watch. I said, what am I watching? I've already dealt with the trauma of my sexual assault that happened to me when I was 19. But to sit here and see another person have to go through this, although it was fictional, that's still somebody's fucking story. Because just because it played out like that in this show does not mean that that didn't happen in real fucking yeah, life. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. I was because like, it's this somebody's story. that our grandparents and our grandparents done went through that mm-hmm. we will never know about because mm-hmm. they knew their husbands weren't strong enough to handle some information like mm. that, so they never said anything. Mm. But to see this lady sitting here, fictional or fucking not, have to get 
raped mm. on her living room floor in her fucking house mm. while these people throw around her damn baby mm. and end up killing her baby. In front of her. I would have lost my own damn shit. And my husband is at the movies. I would have lost my shit. I wouldn't have felt bad for being fucking crazy. I wouldn't have felt bad for nothing. Having to witness somebody murder your child in front of you while the same group of people are sitting here raping you. And you're defenseless. No, and you can't get up. You're trying to fight and they holding you down. And you're still black. So you. you can't call the police. Or when you call the police, nobody knows them. Then they leave. They kill the, the lady. The lady realizes the baby is dead. She looks at the bag. She drops the bag. She drops the bag and they leave. So now this lady is laying on the floor, looking at her dead baby in a bag until her husband gets home from the movies. So think a picture that. Picture, you're, you got raped. Your baby was murdered in front of you. And you and your kids, your other two children, and your husband come back from, excuse me, a great day at the movies. Hey mom! We just saw this great movie. It was funny. It was great. It was loving. It was it was so funny, Mom. What's wrong? Why are you on the floor? Where's Chester? And you can't talk about it. And you can't tell your kids. So now, so you can't and you can't tell your husband everything because he wouldn't understand. So now, all you're living with the fact is all you could tell your husband is that these people killed your son that's probably all she told him i'm sure yeah, that's did. all she, that's told, all him, she told him is these people came and they held me down and i couldn't move and they picked him up they put him in the bag and they threw him around and they killed him now the black community was 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 not just laying down for it but these were the kind of people that probably are wanderers mm -hmm. go from town to town so they were never going to catch him so then the, the dad says we got to leave here because he accepts a job as an engineer because in this California. can't happen this can't happen i can't i can't leave if something like this happens but why he picks an all-white community in compton just because he thinks he's going to give a better life to his children and a better life for his, his family i don't get it At now that time, there's no such thing as a better life yeah because you're moving your kids and your wife into this community that's full of people who did not want them there because to me as a provider as a husband i would not move my spouse and my children to an area where they're not wanted mm -hmm. and i'm not there to protect them 24 7. i don't know what these people intentions are so for me i would have moved my family to watch i'm sorry yeah i would have moved them there i would have made sure that my kids knew like if you guys have ever seen my wife and kids you saw how julius and Rochelle made sure their kids didn't act. Nothing like nobody in their neighborhood. Mm -hmm. And that's how it would have been with my kids. Although we may be living in Watts, which is a full black community, yeah. you're not gonna act like some of these people in this full black community because I want better for you. You're not gonna be out here selling drawers. You're not gonna be out here acting promiscuous like some of these people because not everybody in that community was bad. Yeah. But if you get caught up in that bad community within your community, then you know, hey, yeah. whatever happens. But I would have never moved my family there. And like I mentioned at the beginning, it was a box that yeah. said C-E. Chester Emery. And so me in the beginning thinking, what is this box? Maybe it's- I knew what it was after she said his name was Chester. I realized what the box was Maybe it's like, you know, pictures of him and stuff like that. I never- I knew it was his body. 
I knew it. And when they were was moving, like, I knew it was his body. When they decided that they were going to leave. Episode 5 epi- still. Listen. I knew it was his body because I the way... The way she protected that box. Okay. She dug up her child's grave before they moved yep. from North Carolina to California and took her baby with them. I can't say I wouldn't have done the same. I would have done the same thing yep. too. I would have done the same because I can't leave without my baby. No, she they said, took I my leave they you there. they took my baby. I'm not leaving without him. And then that's when I started thinking that paranormal activity was because she dug up his grave. Because, you know, they say you're not supposed to, um, you're not supposed to mess with the people, individuals that are resting. It's a real saying. I just can't think of what the saying is. But you're not supposed to mess with, mess with people that are buried. Because it's bad. It's just bad juju. Um, so at first I thought that was a paranormal activity until we got to episode nine and they explained it. But before we get to episode nine, I want to go into everyone's trauma because what made me like this show at the end of the day was because it taught it. I felt it like the message, everybody's I felt like struggle. the message was that I felt like what I got from the show, like in all in totality was that when families have secrets, it, it brings, it brings it. It grows a tree. So there's a tree of trauma, a tree of secrets. And when the branches grow in the family, people don't realize the branches are growing from that tree of trauma. So all anyone who, if it's new branch, that means it's Ruby. That means it's Grace. It means the daddy, the mama, everybody. I want to talk about everybody. Okay, you want me to pick two? I want to pick, I mean, the mom is obvious though. You can talk about the mom. Okay, then when I'll talk about the mom and I'll talk about Ruby, the older daughter. Okay, I got the dad and Gracie. Yeah, <laughs> and so every what I got from this is that when a family has secrets and they don't talk about them, it makes the whole family toxic. Yeah, you have to talk because you don't realize that you holding on to this family secret and you not saying what happened is going exactly and and that's what i got that's what maybe like this show was that symbolism the fact that if you don't talk about your family trauma it's gonna it's gonna grow in ways that you never saw so i'll start with the mom and then you can go to dad and then we go to the daughters Mm -hmm. um so the mom's trauma obviously is from the rape and her seeing her child get murdered in front of her and still being told by her husband that these kids need you these other girls need you but you've never been able to mourn the life of your child but now you've been told that you got to move on you got to move on you got to be a mom for your other kids you got to be able to cook dinners you got to be able to have sex excuse me you got to be able to be a pillar in your community i can't be a pillar in my community my child was murdered in front of me and i was raped and now I got to hold my man down that has PTSD. I got to hold these two other children down. I got to do their hair. When I feel guilty, I feel guilty that I was not able to save my son. It's my fault that my son died. That's the kind of guilt that Lucky Emery, that's her name, Lucky. Lucky Emery dealt with, Mrs. Emery, was the guilt that it was her fault that her son died. And she had to face that guilt to beat her inner demon. And it's like, it was not your fault, Lucky. There was nothing you could have done. There was nothing you could have done. Because Lucky didn't blame her husband. That's one thing about the show. Lucky didn't blame um, Henry. 
she blamed herself and she held herself accountable but go ahead and tell them about henry's demon um so in the beginning you think that his only demon is the post-traumatic stress that he had to deal with coming back from the vietnam war right with the tear uh the mustard gas mustard gas and all of that it actually goes far beyond that his whole thing is and a lot of black men struggle with this is being a provider mm-hmm. for my family and so although he's super intelligent he graduated from college he's an engineer he gets a job at this engineering firm and when on his first day the white receptionist says the kitchen is that way she dismisses him because she thought he was a kitchen worker and as you know he calls his wife crazy but when he starts going through his shit it's tough for him so I think the first thing that really happened to him that made him realize that he was losing his shit was when he was taking some paperwork to another floor and he saw a disfigured veteran screaming for for dear life Mm-hmm. in a room and it was surrounded by mustard gas yep he lost his shit there yep cause he dropped the papers and fell to the ground and we've all seen the blackface caricatures cause that was the movie they went to go see I didn't yep. realize that that was the movie I didn't realize he was go ahead I'm sorry no you're fine so they, when they went to see the movie, it had a, a character black in blackface singing and, and they were laughing. all the stereotypical black things that they said people did, shucking and jiving pretty much. And that person came to life mm. and was surrounding him and telling him how weak of a man he was and mm. telling him how he was never on time for anything. But the Woo! one thing he was on time wrong for- Wrong place at the wrong time was going to the fucking movies while mm. his wife was being raped and his son was being murdered. He was at the right place in the right time then. And so, throughout all of that, he learned that, damn, if I'm supposed to be a provider for my family, then I need to be accountable and I need to be aware of the struggles that my wife went through. Mm. And one of the, the most... Uh, this show was, it was scary. Very Let's gut talk about it. This show was scary. When he, they played back the scene. Yeah, because he took in them the to the movies. In the very beginning. And they pretended to be watching mm-hmm. the entire scene like they was from at the beginning movies. to end of mm-hmm. his wife's rape, the murder of his child. Yeah. And he had to sit there and watch it. Now, in between all of this, he did some crazy shit. He killed a police officer. He did what he had he to do, baby. He did what he had to do. Somebody in a white dude. neighborhood. He went to his boss's house and he tried to whoop ass. He did some crazy shit. Hey, Henry did what he motherfucking had to do. He, he lost his mind for a good little bit. Hey, when he killed that cop, I was not mad I wasn't at mad Henry. Either. I wasn't mad either because they... I'm not gonna say nobody. I'm not gonna say nobody deserved to die. But that but cop was like, "How much money am I gonna make how for much, getting black people right. to move to these houses?" Yes. So that because you thought because at first this cop in the show y'all thought he was good, didn't you? Y'all thought he was a good cop. I did Until too. Until you realized that him and the realtor were in cahoots, uh-huh. selling these people on these high-ass interest loans. And he was, he was there to protect loans. the black people, so then more of them would live there. And be like, because oh no, because he got more money. Right. Because he knew. That they could not afford to pay the fucking mortgage on where Yo, they were. Yo, the mortgage rate was twenty per the twenty percent interest. Talking about it's a thirty year loan, baby. No, that is a whole life loan. 
That is a loan for but your you life. You never pay that off. Ever. You're Ever. never moving. I don't care how many kids you have. Y'all are living there. No matter how cheap houses were back then, baby, you're not going to be able to afford that. 20%? You're not. I wish somebody would say, Aaliyah, your house, we changed the interest rate to 20. I'm glad my interest rate locked in, baby. baby 2%, 20%. I would, listen, I would, I would sell today. I would, and you couldn't even sell your house because she was trying to sell their house and the lady told her she couldn't. She could sell her house, but the uh, realtor needed her to stay there so then more black people would move there mm-hmm. so they could get those unbelievable loans. And it's crazy the shit that they did. But wait, let's finish talking about the girls, the the trauma. So I'll go with Ruby, unless you want to start with Grace. Go with Ruby. So Ruby, she was older. So she was able to see the trauma with her mom. But again, the parents shielded their children from everything that happened. And the mom shielded everybody from what happened to her. And when you do that, your kids only see one side of you. So the kids saw that mama's crazy. Something's wrong with mama. What's wrong with her? No one ever answered their questions. So then the girls made a pact, and Ruby, of course, she's the older one. She was leader of the pact. that said, never be like mama, never be like mama, never be like mama. So Ruby got a demon, and she invented a nice white girl at her school that told her that she was beautiful, and that told her that she was great, and she was beautiful for a black girl, for a Negro girl, she told her, a colored girl. So then Ruby, in her head, the demon asked her, what do you want? She was like, I don't want to be like mama. I don't want to be like them. I want to be beautiful. I want to be white. So then Ruby is in a storage closet by herself. She thinks she's talking to somebody, but she's not. Actually, she thought she was going to a trillion tryouts with the girl that she invented. But actually, she was in there with a bunch of demons finding out what it was like to be a white person. Because she thought being black was so bad. And was like, oh, being white's amazing. I can be a cheerleader. I can be loved. These white girls love me. I should just be white like them. They're so nice to me. So she paints herself in white paint, y'all. White paint. Goes to the bonfire and cheers in front of everybody looking crazy. Because she's like, I'm white like y'all. Y'all should accept me like the white girls downstairs did at chilling tryouts. Because she's fighting the demon that she doesn't want to be like her mama so bad that she doesn't even want to be black. And the thing about that episode is she saw the cheerleaders outside. Yep, and she was like, oh, I'm going to go with the demon. I'm going to go with the demon because the demon is the one that's accepting me. Mm -hmm. So I thought I saw the cheerleaders outside, but if you said they downstairs, I'm going to go downstairs with you because I trust you, demon. I trust you. Yeah, she didn't know that she was a demon. No, nah, she she made she her. Thought up, she thought that was a know. real friend. She did. She thought it was a real white girl that liked her. And when she found she, it took her mom to help her break her demon because she started cutting herself because she did not want to be like her mom. She didn't want to be crazy like her mama because she thought all the negative things all connected because her mom was black. Mm-hmm. Because she never knew what happened to her brother and what happened to her mother. Which goes back to what I said is that tree of trauma, you gotta face those roots or they're gonna grow into branches of more trauma. And then little Miss Gracie. I Jean. love me so Gracie Jean, honey. That is a sassy little girl. Mm-hmm. Um very inquisitive. Her trauma was not as bad as everyone else's. Nope. But she did go through a lot for her to be at such a young age. Yes. Um, she's very impressionable. 
and she wanted to be a teacher just like her mama. But she was reading this book about Ms. Vera. Ms. Vera is this teacher in this book that she's reading. A white and, lady. And, you know, so because that's who she's idolizing at the moment, she believes Ms. Vera is a real person. Right. And so to attack her and her innocence is affecting her and how she behaves in the classroom. So there was an episode where she finally got to go to school and they were asking them to recite the Pledge of Allegiance and she starts off... Did you notice how the God part wasn't in it? Hmm? The God part. Yeah. I've noticed, I was like, oh, they didn't say under God. Yeah. They just skipped to indivisible. Yeah, like, oh, wow. they skipped right. It's because of, like, you know, you want to respect other people's culturals, culturals, other people's culture. I just was and, like, oh, wow, they skipped that part. You know, be politically correct in a certain kind of way. I guess. I um, she saw Ms. Vera outside mm-hmm. and she never knew of the things that happened to her mom and her little brother. And in the middle of her saying the pledge, she kept saying, kind of back, kind of back, kind of back, kind of mm-hmm. back, kind of 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 back, freaking out her teacher and her classmates. And there was a scene earlier in in between episodes one through four where she actually got attacked by Miss Vera. Yeah. And she tried to tell her parents, but they didn't believe that it was really Miss Vera who did it. Yeah. And towards, she's just a story from the book. Yeah. And towards the end, um, on that, I think episode 10 yep, was episode when she 10. got trapped in, in a classroom. The classroom Miss Vera. Miss Vera, Vera was choking her out, trying to choking kill her. her. Yep. And her mama came in. And... That was pretty much all that really happened with her trauma. It was like, but, it played on her innocence. But it also, when she went back to, she went, okay, so she was in the classroom, but then she left, Gracie Jean left and went to her book. And when she was ripping up the book, she said, she you'll never, me. but she was saying, you'll never be like mama. So I think the other part of her trauma is because she idealized Miss Vera Jean so much, she made Miss Vera Jean her mama. So I think that also was a part of like, oh, I want to be a teacher like my mama, but my mama is crazy, so I want to be a teacher like Miss Vera Jean. I mean, Miss Vera. And I think she kind of like unconsciously made made Miss Vera Vera her her mama. mama. I'm telling you that trauma tree, that trauma tree. It's a lot to unpack. It really is. In episode 10, but episode 10 brought it all together. But I want to go back to the reason why excuse me, the reason why they're dealing with so much paranormal activity is because in Covenant 2, there was a white, what would you call it, an Amish I would Protestant. say it's like it was an Amish community. Yeah, Amish that's community. That's what it kind of felt like. And this man, he lost his wife and child. They passed away. And he was asking God why. Why did they pass away? Why did you take them away from me? That's all I want to know is just why. Just just why. That's the only question I have for you, Jesus, is why, 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 why. And then he saw in a bush, there was a boy. And he's like, oh, God, give me a second chance to be a dad. But really, that boy was the devil. Mm-hmm. And so he takes the boy, clothes him, feeds him. Um, and then a black family comes. There's a pregnant wife and a man. And they come to the town because they're actually, they're going somewhere else, but their wagon breaks. And the man says, because he's a man, he's the priest of the town. And he's like, oh, we'll fix your wheel. Just come into town. We'll fix it for you. They, the family has been in town for maybe like five days. The black man comes up to the white people. He's like, hey, 
we done been here for five days. Then he not saying it like this. I'm just giving it to like, y'all real. He was like, I don't want to play on y'all hospitality. Yeah. Like, like I want to give y'all something. Like, and he walks up to an argument about the white man wants to put a well. One white guy wants to put a well there. But they've been digging for 20, um, 20, 20 feet and they haven't hit water yet. And so the black man touches the soil. And y'all know because of slavery, we've been in the soil. We understand mother, the mother nature. We understand earth and all that. That's why whenever you watch a movie and you see mother nature is always a black woman. Always, whether it's a white movie, whatever, people always cast Mother Nature as a black woman. Hmm, wonder why. But anyways, he touches the like I'm looking at the dirt. I'm like, how you know if it's how he gonna answer this question? The black man says, you keep digging, you're gonna hit water. And matter of fact, because I've been here for a week, I'll dig the rest. So he keeps digging, they hit water. Now I don't know how science works, but that's what happened. And then the white people get suspicious. Because they're like, we didn't hit water. How does a black person come here and they hit water? How does that work? He's a witch. These people are evil. Then the white, the black woman, she knows how to sew. So she's sewing with the other white women. The white women are like, how do you know how to sew so well? My mama taught me. How do you speak English so well? It's the only language I ever known. Oh, but where's the language where you're from? Like, you idiot bitch. You, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not. One from Africa, he, she, and the then ship. she says, "Well, I guess I'm American." The white woman cackled so loud. I was like, "Oh, I thought y'all was one with God." Oh, so the white people are envious of this black family. That's done nothing wrong to them. All they want is they will fixed. But this black, this white man, the priest, he still thinks he's praying to the heavens, but he's praying to the devil, mm-hmm. and doesn't realize it. And so, because he doesn't want to get outcasted from his white brothers and sisters, he decides to flip on the black people. And he starts seeing things because now his, his mind is moving. His, yep. his vision was going. Yeah, his vision was going. That's what I thought it was. He was going blind. And because he's moving from God to the devil, he's seeing the black people as devils. Mm-hmm. So then he switches and casts his stones on the black people. So that way they actually get blinded. For me, that was a lot. <sighs> when the black people get blinded, I was like, woo. But then that black pregnant woman, she casted a curse on him. Here's what I'll say about that. Mm. Black people, our community is very big on religion. We got superpowers. But nobody wants to talk about our spiritual capabilities. Because when I tell you our ancestors were doing some real deal shit when they were in Africa. Because they was connected to the Lord. Y'all. Like, I've had a spiritual reading before. I've said, we've said on this podcast before that I can speak things into existence. Like, I accept that. Where's my husband? (laughs) And then, like, my, my husband... Spirits tell him stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you tap into your spirituality and stop focusing so much on religion, listen. It's some crazy shit that'll happen. But you have to be careful with that. Like, read your books, please. Yes. Don't just be out here doing some crazy shit. Because any be, spirit will answer. As you saw answer. with the white man, he was trying to pray to God. He was trying. But the devil answered first. 
and um so basically the town burns down yes and the man doesn't want to die with the town so he makes a pact with the devil that as long as you continue to break black souls and bring black souls to me then you will never die and guess where this pact was made Mm. So that's why in the deed, in the first episode, the deed says no black souls should live here. No black blood can live here. I honestly feel like that was a warning. Yep. Oh, like we can now, cross that out. Like that it's was a legality. Oh, that was a warning. Like people might have thought, oh, that's just them being racist. While it may have been them being racist, it also it was a warning. Yeah, it foreshadowed. It could have been happen. one white person one day was like, you know what? We know what's going on here. We got to put in here no black people can live here. Because if black people live here, they're going to die. So we might as well put it in the paperwork. And because every black person that moves to Compton. Goes crazy. The wife goes Kills crazy. everybody. The wife kills their family. She kills her kids. She kills her husband. Mm-hmm. She does something to physically harm her entire family. And it just and that also builds on the fact that the black women are the pillars in their family. Mm-hmm. You're the matriarch of their family. Like that builds on that. It's it's that show. We could we could be talking about that for hours, but we don't want to talk y'all head off. But please, if you can stomach it, if you can be mature enough, you can be open minded enough. Watch that show. It's truly, truly a good. It's it's amazing the symbolism in that show and the conversations that we should be having based solely upon that. Excuse me, based solely upon that show. Like, that show could honestly open up a series on television that I would watch. Yeah. Just talking about and unpacking the symbolism of each episode. Because when I tell you, when you watch episodes one through nine, you're going to be like, who is this? Like, uh, Ray asked today, he was like, who was who this show made for? Who's the audience? Because right. when I was watching, I was like, who is supposed to watch this? What is the purpose of this show? I don't get it. Episode 10 brought it all together. And I don't I don't necessarily like shows when they do that, but it was necessary for this show. You needed all of that history to understand this show. And the symbolism in that in the parallelisms in today's life is just like, yo, y'all, we have to face our demons we have to face our childhood traumas when something happens to us we have to figure out the language to tell our kids what happened because when our children only see our traumatic response to what happened then they also gain a traumatic response to what's happening to us you cannot shield your children from trauma at all you can't you can't because it's gonna hit them in a way that that black woman you couldn't tell me she thought that one day her child was gonna make a new mama or her other child was gonna hate being black because she spoke life into her children Mm -hmm. why do i call you why is your name ruby because i shine she told her daughters they were beautiful every day she spoke life into her man she knew she told her man he was a great provider she never she she did that and they still gained the demons from her trauma that she tried to hide so that's my ending message is guys take the time 
to face that childhood trauma before you have children. And when you have children, if something happens, please work to find the language to use to try to tell your children what's happening in a way that they can understand, in a way that you want them to know. So that way they are not gaining traumatic experiences from what happened to you. Yeah. Um, I guess my closing word <laughs> of advice would be um, I'll start by saying like like I said, I hate watching shows that capitalize off of black trauma and this show was different for me. It started off with me feeling that way. Um, I know people have different reviews of how they feel about the show mm-hmm. and how they feel like well, who was the intended audience? Why was this made? And why were they so comfortable feeling th- filming things like this? And why were they so comfortable producing stuff like this? Yeah. But it's somebody's story. Yes, it is. Somebody. <laughs> your great aunts, your great uncles, your grandmas, your grandpas, your great grandparents, somebody in your family experienced this level of trauma and it may not have included all the supernatural things that happened but they experienced that trauma that came along with racism yeah and because we are still dealing with that stuff today it makes it hard to watch i'm not gonna lie i say it don't Mm -mm. it makes it extremely hard to watch and to and to want to actually be in the audience for certain content like this but i'll say for me, it helped me address my own traumas that I, I've really? been Really? And, like, I, I've been saying it for a while, but it really made me say, you know what? This is fucking why you say this. Mm. And I've always said, before I have children, I want to go to counseling. Yeah. I want to put everything that I'm feeling out in the air and out in the open and learn how to heal from the things that I've never discussed with my parents that they did that I didn't like or discuss with my spouse the things that have happened to me that I've never elaborated on but I may have hinted at and I want to sit there and I want to have those conversations because when I have kids I don't want my kids to go through the same things that I went through just as bad as my parents have wanted to give me this great life there were things that they don't know that happened to me that influenced who I am. They'll never be able to say, oh, I know you had a great childhood. They wouldn't know that because that wasn't their experience. They, they only have the experience as the parent. And mm-hmm. of course, that's always gonna be biased because parents yeah. are gonna say they did the best that they could. Which they did. And But they gotta be able to accept that they made mistakes yes. and face those. Like, yes, you did the best you can do, but yes, you made mistakes. And yes, it's okay for you to say, I did the best that I could and I made mistakes and I'm sorry. It's that level of acceptance and accountability. Yeah. Cause just like it was your first time being a child, it was my first time. It was my I mean, just like it was first time being a parent, it's my first time being a child. Yes. Um mm. <sighs> Listen, if you can watch it, watch it. Watch it. If you can't, that's okay. Yeah. We're not going to judge you. We're not going to say, oh, you're wrong for not watching this show. Because I I understand sometimes certain things are too much for certain individuals. And episode five was certainly a lot for the both of us. And I guess just, 
I don't know. I just, I just feel like everyone should be aware of what's happening and see how history loves to repeat itself. Mm-hmm. We may not be slaves right now, but we slaves to something. Yeah. We may not be going through Jim Crow, but we Jim we dealing with Jim Jim Crow's and certain things. Sure is. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> but though. it's so many things that are happening in our lifetime that are the same things that were happening to our our elders in our generations and y'all. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. The show is a lot. But watch it if you unpack can. it. Talk to Take your spouse about it. Talk to your friends about it. Yeah. Please don't binge watch it like I did because oh. it's a lot to handle if you don't take a break and sit back break, and y'all. analyze. Okay, shit, this was a lot. Let me take a day to, to get back into this. It's a lot. And if you guys have ever watched Lovecraft Country, although it has similar aspects to I that. I like Lovecraft Country. It is Nah. It's more black Listen. people whooping ass and black love, love, uh, love, yeah, Lovecraft Country. I love like that Cap- show. Lovecraft Country shows the strength of the black people. Yeah, but them shows our vulnerability. Yes, it does. Vulnerability. Yeah, I can't talk. It's okay. It's um, that wine. It is that the wine. <laughs> and y'all, it's, it's, it's. And don't watch them at night because it's a don't. horror movie. Because if you, you go to sleep thinking about that stuff... It's a horror movie. It's, I ain't even gonna hold you. It's, it's scary. It's scary. But thank y'all for listening to Sincerely and Ray. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you want to continue the conversation, head over to Instagram at Sincerely Lee and Ray. We would love to see the conversation with you there. If you love this podcast, give it a thumbs up and share it with others. We will see y'all next Wednesday. Bye.